Hello and welcome to Smart Cube, the fortnightly pop culture po- comedy podcast full of this week's nerd news and stupid hypotheticals. I'm one of your hosts, Tom, and today I'm joined by... Jamie, I'm here, I'm somewhat queer, and uh, we'll have to get used to it. This episode, are we going to be talking Bad Batch, the new Clone Wars spin-off, No Way Home, the chaos of the MCU schedule, the 25th Pokemon anniversary, and then our final speculation will be, what would we be like as gym leaders? Which is good because, you know... Last time I set foot in a gym was uh, a long, long time ago. <laughs> and no dumbbells in this gym. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Bad Batch, sequel to uh, The Clone Wars, uh, based off one of the episodes from, I want to say it's from the last series that was released. I think so, yeah. Um, neither of us have actually seen the last, <laughs> the last season of um, Clone Wars, so... We're kind of chatting, chatting into the dark here, because don't know that much. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a case of that the, I think it's a good position to come from as coming out of the dark a little bit, because it is a case of, uh, you know, they, they are um, marketing this as a, a big Star Wars property, you know, they're releasing it on May the 4th and things like that, so... They're definitely targeting it at people who are more into a more mainstream Star Wars. Yeah, and it definitely looks like we're going to be seeing quite a few like crossover characters. So it looks like they're trying to take the animated series kind of into the Empire Age. Because uh, obviously we're seeing this the Bad Batch, who obviously were in Clone Wars. And I mean, we've also seen that uh, uh, Ming-Na Wan is reprising her role as Fennec Shand in um in in this, so there's another kind of then the link with the Mandalorian. So excellent. That's I I really hope that they do sort of link in a bit with the Mandalorian and make it just make it part of that bigger world. If you know what I mean. Yeah, they are really trying to kind of branch out the Star Wars universe, which I am all for because I love Star Wars. Yeah, just... me too. Like, obviously, my uh, my wedding was was Star Wars themed, so I feel like a bit of a fraud from having not seen things like the Clone Wars and not properly obsessed over it over the last couple of years. Um, but by the same token, it's hard to keep up with everything, and it? it's just difficult. There is so much just content, yeah. but I mean, I think, I think um, what they're going to do is they're going to try and bring Thrawn in as the big bad. Yeah, because obviously they've been setting him up in the Mandalorian as well, so this would be a bit of a bit of a way to get some of his backstory. That's good. I'd like to see that. I think that's a, a great sort of move. I don't know, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm excited to be able to put on an episode and and give it a shot. Because what it what is being part of being a nerd if it's not taking something and just giving it a shot? Especially, you know, being the the sort of nerd that I want to be, which is a positive, you know, force for for good if you know what I mean. Uh, I want to be coming into these products and into these franchises 
and being able to go, you know what, I'll just, I'm, I'm going to give this a go. And definitely from the trailer that they uh, released a couple of months ago, it's definitely one that's making me not only want to give this a go, but it makes me want to go back and catch up with, uh, with the Clone Wars as well. Yeah, and it's definitely worth it because the Clone Wars is great. Um, yeah, I've only just got Disney Plus again, so I um, so it wasn't the last season wasn't on there when I um, before I when I had it before. Um, so hopefully I'll catch up with that soon. But I want to probably want to start from the beginning again, or like eight seasons. <laughs> yeah, going back and doing a rewatch is always gonna be difficult as well. There was a a sketch for I think it was the Golden Globes or the Emmys one of the years um, where it was Andy Samberg doing a a song called I've Seen Every Show and it basically shows him in like <laughs> in a bunker um, frantically trying to catch up with with Mad Men with Game of Thrones, with Walking Dead with everything that's big into pop culture that people that you always hear people saying oh you must watch this show. Um, I think I've quite dated the um, that sketch by uh, by the examples that I've given. I'm sure it was about <laughs> sort of 2014, something like that. So, so um, we're talking Big Afro, Andy Samberg at the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're talking sort of early Brooklyn Nine Nine, Andy Samberg. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, considering uh, considering it came from one episode that's in the last series. Um, and I always find it interesting when TV shows use an episode of a different show as a soft pilot. Um, so obviously there was an example in The Office where um, there was an episode that was entirely... Uh, around Shroot Farm and it was a soft pilot for a spin-off featuring Dwight Shiro and uh, his life on the farm basically yeah I think probably another example would be um, one of the episodes of Breaking Bad where it was just um, it was just Saul and then which I think gave way to just call Saul yeah that's true that's true what I'm hoping is I'm hoping the show is more of a better call Saul and less of a Joey. Um, <laughs> as long as as long as we have that, um, we should be in a pretty good place with it. So then, um, what we've also had in the last couple of weeks, we've had uh, the big announcement of um, the Spider-Man uh, sequel uh, name, which was originally uh, down as. I think there was phone home there was there was home wrecker yeah what i what i really like is that disney have i, I know they did it the uh with the previous um with far from home as well where they have recognized that tom holland's not trustworthy to um to keep things secret and so have used that to add their advantage by you know, making <laughs> by having him reveal it accidentally, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he can't. He can't. He can't keep a secret. I think, as we said in our first ever episode, it's not a frog he's trying to hold in his mouth. It's all the secrets from the MCU. <laughs> but yeah, like so with um, with Far From Home, it's sort of 
uh, released uh, Instagram video in which he basically held up the script with the the film name on it, um, and it was clearly sort of scripted, um, but it was scripted enough to look accidental, and I really liked when they did that, and I like how they then referenced that in the reveal video. Yeah. Um, with Zendaya um, basically saying the reason that they gave us all fake movie titles was because uh, Tom Holland ruined it in the previous with the previous <laughs> one um, I just I've got I know that the, the biggest and probably the most evil company in the world um, but I've just I've got to hand it to, to Disney basically <laughs> Uh, we, we, we do love their shenanigans yeah uh, so we got um, No Way Home it's, it's still it's written by Chris McKenna so we got the continuity of the first two films with it um, yeah which which were good I've seen as well um, tweets from the cast um, or it might have been interviews where they've basically said that going forward like he needs to be part of it if you know what I mean like that he's as he's as part of the of the Spider-Man franchise as the actors are basically yeah because the style of the movies they've worked they've definitely worked because you just, you just look at them and it is Spider-Man it's like when Taika Waititi took over Thor and then Thor it became actually Thor yeah, I mean, I I went back and rewatched the Dark World recently and still really enjoyed it. I mean, the there has to there has to be a worst film in the MCU, and it's probably that. Um, but I still went back and still loved the old Thor's. But when Ragnarok came out, that was just it was another level. Yeah. They really did take it just just like the next because it really emulated like comic comic thor because obviously the, the the obviously the movies and the and the comics are quite different but it was a lot more enjoyable because comic thor is a lot more like the thor we see in ragnarok and yeah. previous se- sequential films so I'm looking at the other titles that were on the board um, at the moment on the No Way Home board. Um, ex- um, particularly good one as there was um, Stay at Home and then just Hard Pass written underneath it. Um, <laughs> and Homeschooled followed by Aunt May says no. <laughs> um and the other one was um, that made me laugh was Home Alone, and then they just put possibly <laughs> um, possibly running a copyright issues. <laughs> Does it also have scrolls? Question <laughs> mark. Uh, I'm really excited for the for the new Spider-Man film. Like I'm. Obviously, we've seen all the the reveals of the the too many Spider Men. We talked about that in our first episode. Um, but when we were talking about that in that first episode, we thought WandaVision was going to have a lot more stuff about the multiverse 
running through it and so far it's so I mean we, we've only got one episode left and so far it hasn't really delivered on that so I'm thinking it's probably going to be low key that you see um, see a lot of the more multiverse stuff on considering that Loki's stealing the uh, the Tesseract is one of the diverging points. Yeah, I think we're probably... I think in Loki what we're going to see is I think less multiverse, more alternate timeline. Yeah. Uh, because obviously it's that it's the time stone, isn't it? Um, I know, the space stone that he's taken. It's the space stone, yeah. Yeah. No, not the time um, stone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to sort of see... I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. Let's be honest, I'm, I'm very excited to see where the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes. Um, but part of that is being very excited for Spider-Man. Another part of that is um, basically being excited for every single week this year. <laughs> yeah, it's because um, cause Spider-Man No Way Home is slated to release on the 17th of December end of this year which is the the last confirmed date we have which it also coincides with the last episode of Hawkeye at the end of the year we've got confirmed dates for movies provided they don't get pushed back by um, the current pandemic that is on um, but the TV series are still working on terms like late 2021, autumn 2021 sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so like in terms of movies we've got confirmed movie dates up to November the 11th 2022 which is Captain Marvel 2. Talking about these different things should we talk about the absolutely packed MCU schedule? Yeah, we absolutely should because it's quite intimidating, really. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for it, um, but it's a little bit scary. If people haven't seen it, there has been a, a sort of mooted schedule for release for all the Marvel properties in 2021, including the um, TV series. Um, so what we do is we, we come straight out of WandaVision and straight into Falcon and Winter Soldier and then when that finishes uh, comes out the Black Widow movie and then a week later the Loki series starts after that finishes Shang-Chi comes out then that goes straight into the What If series uh, then there's uh, talk that the Ms. Marvel series is straight after that and then Eternals and then Hawkeye, and then Spider-Man, and basically, it's quite ambitious. <laughs> there, there's not a single week where we're not getting new Marvel content. Yeah, because they've also got the um, the Marvel Legends series on Disney Plus as well, which ten uh, I know with Wonder Vision with Wonder and Vision, sorry, they um, released their sections a week before Wonder Vision came out. So even on the sort of week off between WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, for example, they are most likely going to be releasing 
the Legends series for Falcon and the Legends series for Winter Soldier, which are, are very good. The the two um, Legends series episodes so far, the the Wonder and the Vision ones, I think they're just a way of recapping people on the characters' story so far. Um, the Wonder and the Vision ones were edit, edited together perfectly they were really really good um both of them actually made me cry a little bit um it was a really good sort of retrospective of how their characters had developed through the first three phases well phases two and three because that's what the ones they were in but oh no because with vision it showed jarvis who was phase one as well sorry it's me going going mental so do we do we think that um that the TV shows are going to be like in the timeline running concurrently or do you reckon they'll be one like set one after another? See, I'm I'm ho- I think they'll probably run somewhat co- uh, concurrently. Um what is sort of key to remember is that Far From Home is sort of uh, Far From Home ran at the same time that WandaVision is currently running, if you know what I mean. Yes, um, it did, didn't it? Because that was shortly after um, shortly after Endgame happened, and obviously so is WandaVision, uh, with events that have happened in the show that we'll talk about when we do our retrospective of the series next time, which is when we'll have the full series and we'll know everything that's happened with it but yeah I just think uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they piece them together and I think the series are separate enough that you can sort of you know picture them in, in different worlds if you know what I mean not, not multiverse stuff but in sort of over here these people are doing this thing and at the same time over here these people are doing this other thing sort of thing yeah i think my current running theory is that something is going to happen at the end of one division like something cataclysmically huge and then falcon and winter soldier it's just gonna they're all gonna kind of start at the same point in time i think like the couple of days after the blip so I think yeah. it's going to come back. Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be them kind of on the run. And then the introduction of like the new Captain America and then them having to take one of them taking up the mantle. Um, and then it ending at them witnessing the cataclysm or whatever. Black Widow is yeah. obviously a prequel. So that will just be that'll be that. Loki, I imagine, to be somewhat removed because it's him kind of jumping throughout time and different timelines. So I imagine that to be somewhat removed and then kind of the last episode being this massive thing's happened. Loki, we need you to do something. I'm really... What I'm really excited for with the Loki series, I'm really really excited for the episode in which he is uh, D.B. Cooper. I do love that. Um, I, I love the mystery. I love the mystery, even though it, even though the it's probably quite clear that the answer is, yeah, he just died when he fell, sort of thing. <laughs> um, but I also like the theory that he became uh, Tommy Wiseau, the guy who directed the room. <laughs> I have never heard that theory. 
Yeah, it's 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 definitely a theory I've seen out there. Um, when I say I like it, I don't mean I believe it. I mean <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I mean I believe it. I just heard <laughs> of it, and a hundred percent, that is that is what happened. Um, yeah. Then after Loki, we've got Shang Chi, which I don't really know a lot about. Neither do I, um, and they haven't given us any sort of trailers or anything or any sort of tv spots um i know that they need to <laughs> they need to market black widow first um yeah we haven't seen any we haven't seen any new content for that in about a year since obviously i think to be honest because they had its original release date to be a lot or a long time before now and i think they, they released all the trailers and material they were happy to release then yeah so i think if anything we're just gonna see re-releases of trailers and stuff maybe a little bit new content but yeah it's sort of getting a balance isn't it because you don't want a situation like um with amazing spider-man 2 it got to the point where if you added up every individual clip that had been released in trailer or tv spot or like interview clip sort of form you had 40 minutes of the movie Although Marvel have changed significantly since then because you cannot trust anything in a Marvel trailer anymore. That is um, true. I, I, before the show, I, I watched a breakdown of clips from the WandaVision trailer versus the WandaVision show, and they just lie to us. They're like, here's a vague <laughs> concept that might happen, but it won't because everything that will be different. What I will say is that... Um you can tell that people are a lot more excited about about being in the Marvel properties at the moment as well because of because of that sort of culture that they've developed. Yeah. Like I think if you if you look at Gen One uh not Gen One, um phase one, um you know, you had actors who came in for one film and then tapped out you had it with both Terence Howard and Ed Norton um, who basically came in and went I think with um, Ed Norton he was fired that's that's very possible considering you know he's a bit he's that sort of actor yeah I think they found he was really difficult to work with and he was asked to not return well, I read somewhere that sort of towards the end of phase two, um, they got in a lot more sort of new uh, producers behind the scenes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and what I read was that the previous producers weren't as sort of forward thinking as the uh, the ones that they brought in as in the the people that um were producers before before that who were in that sort of decision making room were not the sort of people who would have particularly greenlit a Black Panther or a Captain Marvel film um so it's it's really good to see that sort of culture that Marvel have created to take these stories and and make something th- and and take risks on characters that people ha- might not have particularly heard of like Shang-Chi for example 
and, and, and I mean, what you can also say is the culture that they've created is bringing actors back to the MCU as well. So, like, Natalie Portman had pretty much sworn off the, the, the series completely. And now she's basically, you know, Feige's sort of given her a ring and said, we've got these people in making the decisions now. And she's gone, oh, cool, get me involved, sort of thing. And they're like, do you want to be the new Thor? And she's gone, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> With Shang-Chi, I think we're going to see quite a lot of ties into the Iron Man franchise. Yeah. Be- because um, the, the title is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, the Ten Rings that was the name of the terrorist group who captured Tony Stark in the first Iron Man film, I believe. Oh, I, I, I knew they had something to do with the Mandarin, but I assume it's some sort of... Dif- I assume there's going to be a, a proper the Mandarin rather than guy in Iron Man 3, uh, Ben Kingsley in Iron, Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, because Ten Rings were the ones who originally captured him and then there were the, like, the fake Ten Rings of um, yeah. Iron Man 3. But uh, in, in the comics, obviously, the Mandarin is one of the main villains of of um, Shang-Chi obviously he, there's a lot of tie-in with Iron Fist and Moon Knight as well so oh. I reckon we might see a tie-in with the TV the Iron Fist and potentially maybe the after credits will be like like a, a thing for Moon Knight because we know that he is coming yeah so maybe we'll see a bit of Moon Knight as well but yeah, and then moving on to, to the What If series, which is probably going to be a little bit of a break for some people, um, given that it's animated and that doesn't quite pull in the, the same level of ratings and stuff. Um, and then there's Ms. Marvel. Um, we don't know a huge amount about the series, but um, we do know that it's... Uh, that it's slated to come out this year at some point um, and that it's also going to have some sort of tie-in with Captain Marvel next year um, then Eternals has got a stellar cast in terms of who that who it's got in um, for that uh, I know it's got Camille Nyanjiani who's uh, oh, I really hope I've said that name right but um he is um, a comedian. He was in a film called The Big Sick, which was quite a good sort of dry comedy sort of film. But then it's also got um, it's got Gemma Chan back in the MCU as a different character because um, she had previously been in um, Captain Marvel. Um, she's now going to be one of the one of the Eternals in Eternals. Um, she was in uh, I want to say it was called Humans uh, on Channel 4 a couple of years ago which was a very good series we're also seeing a bit of the um, the Game of Thrones alumni appearing in the MCU now with Kit Harington and Richard Madden yeah and I'm pretty sure that Angelina Jolie is in there as well as the uh, <laughs> as another just headline star of someone who's is definitively an A-list celebrity that's definitely their big budget movie yeah. of, of the year because I think they've got a budget of around 200 million for that yeah whereas um, I'm not sh- 
I'm not sure if the others have such a big budget. Yeah. And then Hawkeye, um, in which we're going to see the, the dawn of Kate Bishop. Uh, we don't know much about that, but hopefully she's a bit more interesting than Clint Barton is. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Spidey at the end of the year. And it's just... The, the thing that I'm most scared of is falling behind, basically. I'm very excited about about having some Marvel content each week and it's a very good time to get very very invested in the MCU but I feel like if I fall two or three weeks behind on a show I'm just never gonna catch up I mean I think it depends on how long each show is gonna be because obviously WandaVision is about half an hour so it's like I joined watching WandaVision about episode 5 and I, I caught up all in like one night which wasn't too bad half hour episode I, I am I'm gonna go on record here no drama TV show has ever benefited from being longer than half an hour yeah I'm, I'd, I'd I'm, go with I'm, that I'm going, I'm going on record it's a bold shout it's a bold <laughs> shout but um, I'm, I'm making the shout anyway um, like there's there's shows that have de- that definitely need 45 minutes to tell a story but just give us two shorter episodes in it like, yeah so I'm quite into classic Doctor Who and that was back when that was half an hour long and then when they moved that to um to forty five minute episodes around the sixth doctor. I mean it, it may just be the case that the sixth doctor wasn't quite as good as uh as the people who'd come before him. But you could definitely tell some of the episodes just sort of dragging a little bit. Yeah, uh I think with the modern with the modern series, I think it wasn't an issue and I think it was working well. Um yeah. although I think the current the current Doctor's series, I think, could potentially benefit from being shorter. Yeah, especially since episodes tend to be about an hour now as well. Like, and basically, my situation is from you know working a full time job and um, you know <laughs> and trying to have a as much of a life that I can in the middle of lockdown. Um, I never tend to have a spare hour I can always find a spare half an hour Yeah, I can always find a spare half an hour I can go to bed half an hour late and watch an episode of a a half hour TV show and that's how I I came into Cobra Kai quite late and that's how I caught up with Cobra Kai Um, because the episodes are between half an hour and 40 minutes if you tried to if I tried to do the same thing with you know some of the hour-long episodes that you see in other shows um like i fell behind on better call saul and i'm just i'll I'll be honest i love that show so much i'm just not gonna pick it back up (laughs) uh that's what happened with the walking dead as well um in terms of um i mean it was also sunken costs fallacy at the point where i stopped listening uh stopped watching it but like I'd got to a point where I just didn't have an extra hour and because I hadn't kept up with uh, season 7 which was the season that I'd uh, stopped watching I literally just was like okay well 
so far has gone, I'm just not picking this up back up sort of thing. Yeah, and I think especially when it's like one of those American shows where it has 20 hour long episodes in a season. You miss one episode and it just snowballs. And then you also have issues with like uh, the mid-season break that they have as well, which is also something that just kills momentum and stuff. Um, Basically, what I'm really, really excited for with the Marvel series is that they have tended to sort of go, how long do we need to tell this story? Yeah. We'll tell the story and that's how we'll tell it sort of thing. And we've got shorter kind of more impactful series by the looks of it we've got nine episodes of wandavision six of loki ten what if six miss marvel six hawkeye it's gonna be much better i think to have sort of installments if you know what i mean um yeah and yeah it is just a case of keeping up with it so the uh the next thing that we've got is um is the pokemon 25th anniversary um, which was a very um, fun little watch in all honesty uh, the little VT at the start of the section uh, at the start of the video was uh, a lot of good fun that was showing the story of of Pokemon from creation to now sort of thing over the last 25 years uh, quite fun to see some of the uh, some of the properties that they've had over that time, some of the, the good ideas they've had, some of the bad ideas that they've had <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, definitely especially as someone who's, who's been a fan of Pokemon since I was five five-ish it's like, it was it was really nostalgic to see something just go like that um, yeah. yeah it's um I'm definitely excited for the remakes, um, the sh- shining, shi- shining diamond and shining pearl, or is it no? I think it's br- it's shining br- br- pearl, brilliant diamond. That's that's the one. That's the one. Because I saw, I remember seeing, you know, the Top Gear meme with um, this is brilliant, but I like this, and it was this is brilliant, brilliant diamond. Um, but I like this shining pearl. <laughs> yes. Um, excellent, excellent audio uh, audio content there, Jamie, telling people about a visual me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was really good little VT, and then obviously they've gone into the uh, the what's going on over the next year of Pokemon, which I'm quite excited about. In all honesty, it looks like it's the next two years, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Well, the so Legends is set for early twenty twenty two. Oh, is it early twenty twenty two? Sort of. Yeah. So it's the next sort of eighteen months. I'd like to say. Yeah. So we've got Pokemon, the new Pokemon Snap, coming out yeah. first. Which I'm really excited for Pokemon yeah. Snap. And like, I know that I, I know it's sort of quite sad to say. But it's it looks like it's just gonna be such a calming game. Yeah. And after the year that we've had and after <laughs> uh, after the way that the discourses are in in the world at the moment, I'm really, really excited for something that's just calming. Yeah, I was like uh, I played the shit out of it when I was little 
Um, and I know they remade the original one not too long ago, but I am excited for a new just kind of chill game because it's like um, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley during lockdown, which is one of those kind of chill games. Yes. And, and you do need those sort of games to just it is nice to have them yeah i i'm really in a sort of just relaxing stuff like i also i mean i, I say that i also live for the drama but um <laughs> but it's also <laughs> inside me there are two wolves one lives for the drama <laughs> one just wants to sit in a rocking chair and tend crops on a pretend farm <laughs> so um when they come out, do you think you're more likely to get um, brilliant diamond, uh, brilliant diamond, or shining pearl? Um, I'm probably going to go with um, brilliant diamond because I prefer Dialga to Palkia. Uh, I prefer the look of um, the the look of Dialga to Palkia, which is um, probably not the best way to go about it. I'd probably uh, serve myself best by researching the version exclusives and that. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also probably get Diamond because I know in the original my my favourite Pokemon Agron is exclusive to Diamond. Oh. Good shout. So I think I'm going to have to have to get um have to get Diamond. Unless he's available on both, and then it's up in the air yeah. which you'll choose. But yeah, uh, yeah I I do agree. I um I do prefer the the box legendary of um what's his face, the long uh, one. Dialga. Dialga. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the long let's one. Let's be honest. Dragon Steel is a better pairing than Dragon Water. That's just it is. It is the way it is. Um, what do you think of the art style? Um, because I know that it's been very dis- uh, divisive over the uh over the internet i i really like it to be honest i like the little chibi thing because it's it is kind of everyone's saying it's like oh it's not like the new it's not like the new um design but it's essentially like it's it's the old kind of 2d style just 3d um i i really like it i mean i like the new style but i really like the old style as well and i mean I'm just not fussed. Um, I like the new style. Yeah. I like the old style. It's, it is what it is. Um, I really like that your your outlook is very much similar to mine. In, I'm just like I I can't bring myself to care too much about <laughs> the the level of oh, but it's it's too small and cute and stuff. And I'm just like I just, <laughs> just. I just want to play Pokemon. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that like, is very much my outlook. It's it is just I like this, and I also like this. Don't yeah. really care. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously they've got um obviously a more conventional art style for uh, the Legends game, which to me that's the big announcement, and that's the big thing that's made me very excited like Sinnoh Remakes made me excited but this Legends game has really sort of got me hyped yeah because we, we knew we knew that the the Sinnoh Remakes were coming yeah like 
it was only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we we've been sequentially like every five years having a remake. Yeah. Um, and we we knew we were due for a remake, but we weren't expecting this um, this new open world style Pokemon, which is which is the kind of game that people have been wanting, like fantasizing about for years and years and years. The the thing that made me that turned me from oh this looks pretty cool to being very very hyped for it was <laughs> was a two second clip in the trailer in which the um, protagonist does a, a dodge roll sort of thing. <laughs> um, because to me, what that makes me think is that in this game, there's going to be Pokemon that are going to come and try and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for something that's a bit more sort of survival-y. I mean, to be honest, I don't think there's many Pokemon that we could beat in a fight. That would be a very good hypothetical for the future. Oh, it would. <laughs> Which Pokemon could you feasibly beat in a fight? What is the strongest Pokemon that we could beat in a fight? And how would the fight go? We'll make we'll we'll put that on a shelf. We'll make that a future hypothetical. That that is a good shout. Oh, I'm already excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we should we jump onto the hypothetical anyway? Yes, the the final speculation. Um, so due to yeah. the um, Pokemon announcement, we decided to do a um, a Pokemon hypothetical, and this this week we're going to do what what if we were gym leaders? Yeah. So basically, the idea that we're going with we're coming. Uh, we've both been invited to um, to the Pokemon League. To pitch an idea for a um, for a, an eighth gym, so uh, allowing us a, a full team of six, um, and we've got to give them a uh, a puzzle that the people have to solve, and also a squad for the uh, protagonists to fight for the gym challengers to fight. So I've gone with dark type because, as far as I can tell. Um, there hasn't particularly been a specific dark type gym. I know that Piers is in the um, in X and Y, uh, not X and Y, Sword and Shield. Um, but he also uses a, a poison electric type in there. So um, I, I figure something that's a, a specific dark type would be um, would be a good idea. We've had um, a dark type uh, Elite Four, and I think we had a dark type Kahuna in Sun and Shit, Sun and Moon. Ah, yeah, I forgot about uh, I forgot about that one. Um, but yeah, like so, there hasn't been a specific sort of a gym, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Other than peers in uh, Sun and Shield, whose gym isn't particularly Jimmy in that you know it's the in Sodden Shield, it's the one that doesn't have a a Dynamax in spot, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and I feel and I feel he Piers was more themed than typed because he was more just kind of he he had like a rocker theme team yeah. more than a dark type team. 
Yeah, and Omani was uh, very much into the dark types as well, and obviously she became gym leader at the end of Sword and Shield. Um, but uh, spoilers for Spo- Sword and Shield, <laughs> which came out two years ago, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's just it's a gym that it, it hasn't had much love in terms of. Uh, in terms of being used as a gym specifically um, so the puzzle that I'm going to go with for it is that um, every step that you take the essentially the brightness of your screen goes down one each step Ooh. so um, every step it gets darker would maybe uh, describe it as like a um, a candle going out sort of thing but then every trainer that you fight brings the candle back up to full light oh that's that's fun um, so if you're the sort of person who's wanting to get through without doing as many fights as possible you know you, you sort of have to plan your route quite a lot more Whereas if you're wanting to get to the gym leader, you um, have to go and search out the um, the trainers to be able to to illuminate the way. Um, okay. I'd, I'd also make like a in in terms of the programming of it, and also um, an explanation of it is that. Um, I'd say that if you go sort of two minutes without moving um, it'll teleport you back to the start because obviously you don't want to be in a position where someone literally just has no view of the screen and then isn't able to play the game anymore Um, (laughs) so yeah I'd, I'd make sure it's made clear at the start of the gym that if you stand still for two minutes um you'll get brought back to the the front of the uh to the entrance with full light sort of thing yeah that sounds that sounds that sounds like a good gym puzzle for me um it's been done a couple of times before obviously but i'm going for a ground type gym obviously the og uh giovanni had um ground type and then we had clay in i think diamond and pearl uh, black and white, I think it was black player. and white. Yeah, it was rock. It was rock and um, diamond yeah. and pearl, wasn't it? It's always um, bloody rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going for a a ground type gym. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about ground type. In all honesty, um, I, I I love it as a as a type in. Um, and yeah, Giovanni is one of the iconic sort of characters so I'm excited to see your your spin on it so my gym puzzle will be not very imaginative (laughs) Um, it's just going to have a fun style Um, ground being my my fave type and what I'd have is a um, is essentially an underground um, a maze so you walk into the gym and it's just like full of dirt and you're lent a an excadrill by the guy at the front. Okay. 
and you have to like use the exegrill to like tunnel your way through like this maze. Ooh. So like there'll be like hard rock that the exegrill can't go through, but then like you have to like go through all the dirt, like the dirt you can go through, and then like from time to time you'll you'll like come into like a pocket where usually like a miner or whatever or a hiker will jump out and be like aha yes so that would be my little puzzle not anything super spicy but it's, yeah. I think it sounds fun um, so um, the squad I've gone with I've gone for what I can only describe as the best boys <laughs> um, so uh, I'm leading out with a mighty Anna. Uh, Mighty Anna, uh, Mighty Anna with Intimidate specifically, um, just to sort of to drop the uh, to give anyone that's trying to do a one Pokemon run a uh, a real challenge by just dropping their attack first of all. Just a nice fuck you to start. Yeah, basically. <laughs> then uh, I've gone with uh, Thievol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got an Alolan Persian in there, a Lipard, an Absol, and then my ace would be Houndoom. Nice. So I've gone, uh, I figured that my, my idea would be that they'd all be, you know, sort of pet Pokemon, if you know what I mean. They'd, they'd all be in that vein of Pokemon who you would have as a pet. Okay. Well, I, I was looking for a sort of overarching theme that I could go with because obviously there's much stronger ones out there and much better dark types than the ones that I've chosen um, but if I'd go in I'd go in as this sort of character of maybe as someone who is adept at looking after animals and stuff like that okay so yeah that's what I've that's what I've gone with so Unlike you, who've come up with a nice theme and stuff, I've just put my favourite ground types into a team. Yes. <laughs> it's... I mean, it... about that. So, uh, start, I'll start off with Camerupt, because I love my Camely boy. Um, <laughs> he doesn't get enough love. He deserves more love. Yeah. Um, going on with someone who deserves even more love, Flygon. Because yeah. everyone shits on Flygon, but I love him. Because of Garchomp, uh, it's because Garchomp's unfortunately objectively better, but <laughs> objectively stronger. Sorry, um, I love str- me str- Stronger, not better. He doesn't yeah. have a he doesn't have a cuter doesn't have a cuter first Evo, and he doesn't have a super non awkward. Well, the only non awkward mid evolution that that Vivara yeah. is. Also, it's got dead funky eyes, and I like the dead funky eyes. <laughs> and was also in in that transitional period where it's uh, still, how is this a dragon and Charizard isn't? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, followed up by uh, Crocodile, um, who's one of my favorites from Black and White. Then follow him by Nidoking, who was one of my first ever Pokemon. And then we got Excadrill. And then my ace would be Torterra because I'm using a starter because I can and I will. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like the um, 
we've seen gym gym leaders use starters before, so um, so I'm gonna allow you that. Not that I have any say in it, because like <laughs> must, we're just we're just having a bit of fun, aren't we? We're just having a laugh here. We've walked. We've walked into the um into the um into the into the uh, Pokemon League, and you're like, "Here's my s- lovely structured theme team," and I've just gone ground. <laughs> You've just gone, lads. Got an Eagle King, and I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, here's our special team. This is what we do. This is what we do, and they're like, "Ah, oh, so what do you? What's your team?" And I'm like, "We love." Dirt. <laughs> but to be fair, like with that, you could be, um, you know, one of the sort of, I want to say, dickhead gym leaders. You know what I mean? <laughs> like where they sort of go, "Haha, you will never, uh, <laughs> you don't deserve this badge, even though you've made it through my puzzle. I prove yourself to me," sort of thing. Yeah, the extra drill got you here. Now you have to fight him. Yes. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. I think that's two very good teams, and I think uh, I think that's a pod. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think that's pod. Um, I think we just want to end off in the, with an apology, saying that we promised we promised um, guests, but due to scheduling conflicts, we couldn't. But we do promise there will be a guest next week. Yeah, next next time we're going to have somebody. We don't quite know who just yet, but we're going to be getting someone in. Um, just because part of me thinks that you're probably uh, a little bit sick of just our opinions and, uh, and it would be good to have uh, opinions of someone else on the podcast as well. So yeah... Um... As always, we'll just plug our Twitter, um, at SmartCube. And if you want to find me, if you want to find me individually, I, I'm at CountCube. And I am at a Twitter handle, <laughs> which I think is at Blade of 96 but I'm not sure. Um, I think that's probably right. <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I you can tell I use Twitter a lot. Yeah. Um or to be fair, mine is entirely <laughs> mine's half Marvel, half football, so um <laughs> so yeah, if you want to if you want half Marvel, half football, uh and a little bit of me crying over the, the state of the current world, um at Count Cube. And if you want reposts from the smart cube pod twitter account follow me <laughs> but yeah um the the big one is smart cube pod that's where uh that's where we are going to be hanging out um we promise to be a little bit more active on there um but we'll probably immediate uh, immediately break that promise so. <laughs> but yeah if you want um if you want us to do a specific hypothetical tweet it at us otherwise I've been Tom. And I've been Jamie. And this has been Smart Cube. <laughs>